Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for dwelling in the eternity of the eternities. So we have this anchor for our souls in these ten weeks and ten worlds that we ascend. How could we ever ascend without Jesus Christ? The higher you go out of mineral level Malkut of Isaiah, to plant level, to animal level, to human level, and overcoming all the rungs of Malkut of Isaiah, and at human level, erase the mark of the beast in your forehead, your forehead and your left arm, which is hell in the forehead, Dat, and hell in the left arm, Gavura. When those are erased out of the head and the hand at the human being level of the rungs of Malkut of Asaya, then you stand on white earth. And so, at white earth level Christianity, you could call it Elijah Sandalphon perfections of Malkut of Asaya, the very first rung. And you have the river of life at mineral level. You have the river of life at plant level. You have the river of life. The river of life. <laughs> at human being 666 mark of the beast level. To yield to the angel of Shekinah, the single angel who stands in the sun in Revelation 19, the seal of unity in the heavenly Jerusalem, our mother the angel of Shekinah, the cosmic Holy Spirit, our God. And in this unity of the brethren, we shall have one eternal gospel inside the jasper walls representing the full splendor of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ in weeks without end, mm. worlds without end, eternity upon eternities without end it is written we are coming into a time now of establishing the oral tradition of the new testament of jesus christ it has not been established you have only established the written tradition how do you know that well this is the best example You've literally had Bibles for 2,000 years, and yet you're still under the sorcerers of Babylon, paying them 40% of your wages in every state of the USA. To child trafficking, child murdering, human slave driving, warlocks of the Klippeth, in the secret societies known as Freemasonry, in every city, county, state of the United States of America, and you still have not risen higher than them out of the earth. That is the evidence right there, entirely, established case closed in the government and the court systems of heaven that you have not, in fact, been given an oral tradition nor had it established in the new covenant of the New Testament of Jesus Christ and the apostles yet. So the apostles who wrote scripture established Written tradition. Listen. Written tradition was the establishment likened unto the Torah of Moses. What good did that get them, guys? A utter occupation under Caesar 
and the Roman military, they were enslaved and paying taxes to pagans and Gentiles worshiping demon gods. I'm not talking about the Pharisees' demon gods. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Caesar's demon gods. And if you know church history, you know that's true. Then something happened. A mercy that will make you cry if you have sensitivity to the angel of Shekinah in your hearts and minds tonight. Something happened. The mercy of establishing to the persecuted Jewish race during the Middle Ages, during the early, early times of the last 2,000 years, an oral tradition of the Old Testament. And through that oral tradition, the most persecuted, poorest people of Europe, called the Jewish race of natural Israel, rose to take over every single system in the world. Economic banking systems. Do you understand the Middle Ages, the Jews were the poorest people? Do you understand that? How did they rise to literal royalty in every system on planet Earth? Oral tradition of Torah known as Kabbalah. Kabbalah. And a lot of them had good intentions. Some of them had extremely evil intentions. It's not for every Jew, for the Bible says many will be re-engrafted. Romans 11. So it's not to belittle the covenant of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at all. In fact, it's to honor it, but it's also to deal with the abuse of the oral tradition of the Old Testament known today only as one thing. Sorcery. Just type that in the comments. Sorcery. Yes, you got it. That's what we're dealing with. If you don't have sorcery in the world, you only have the Garden of Eden with no sin. Sorcery is the ability of sin. It's true. In the maximum extent of getting away with rebellion by the wisdom and the intelligence of the fallen angels, the princes of that system of the Klippeth. And they go all the way up with five black stones in a river of filth. They have their own nefesh. They have their own ruah. They have their own neshama. They have their own chaya. They have their own yachita. Going up ten weeks, but doesn't enter the eleventh. That's for sure. And you will deal with all of it. We will deal with all of it as an army of the living God in these days. As we rise through the circumcision of the narrow way of establishing something. Is it greater than Old Testament oral tradition? Yes, it is. It's the New Testament oral tradition that fulfills and marries the Old Testament oral tradition. And the Bible clearly says it is greater. I went through Hebrew, Hebrews twice today. I went through Revelation twice today. It was the greatest engagement of Scripture in my entire life today. I fed my neshama till I encountered a golden fire I didn't even know existed today. And I'm not boasting in the flesh. I'm boasting in Torah. You need to do that with your ruah. You need to do that with your nefesh and get everything in order in your house. You are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word, even through nefesh souls, even through all your ruah souls. So the amount that you are engaging in the crystal clear living waters that sparkle down the 10 weeks of the path of lightnings is the only possibility of being sanctified. And you know the Bible says... Those whom he sanctified, then afterwards he glorified. There can be no glorification without sanctification. 
Mekadeshim. Yad hey vav hey Mekadeshim, the Lord our sanctifier, who sanctifies hearts and minds to a standard unknown in Christianity in written tradition. Written tradition doesn't even have a clue, y'all. Does not have a clue. These are likened to the days of Caesar. These are likened unto the days of Pontius Pilate. These are likened unto the days of the first coming of Jesus Christ. Now with written tradition of New Testament apostolic scriptures, we are still incarcerated under the greatest sorcerers of Babylon the Great of all time. And yet now, at the end of the age, you shall have the oral tradition of your New Testament writings. And it shall devour and conquer the enemy at every single rung of the ten weeks and the ten worlds unto worlds without end as you go from glory to glory devouring the other side. Today we're going to devour the other side at a mineral level, a plant level, an animal level, and a human being level to establish oral tradition of what it takes in reality to live on the white earth and not be in the accursed old earth. What is the accursed old earth? Working by the sweat of your brow in religion, which all of you still do with your striving, your trying. It's not faith. It's not the fruit of the lips of the upper garden of Eden. It's not. It's brain power. It's ascending through the mental intellectualism of the written New Testament that is not the actual power of the resurrection. The power of Jesus of Acts 1 who ascended on high is not written New Testament only, but is his understanding with his Father as Messiah King Jesus Christ of two unknown books of the New Testament. Therefore, the high priesthood of the sapphire stones. True prophecy being established in these days on Had and Netzah and all the ten worlds above Messiah. True, accurate interpretation of written New Testament, New Torah of Messiah King Jesus Christ called the Red Letters. Establishing the ten sapphire stone commandments, statutes, ordinances, and laws that are scribed on ten worlds before human beings were created on the sixth day of Torah, Genesis 1. It is written. Fourth day, third day, second day, sealed away, first day, realities of let there be Shekinah light through the order of the heavens and the stars and the sun and the moon and the nations, all circumcised with the sapphire sword of the high priest and a high priestess. For it is written, she will crush crush serpent underfoot. So just let that serpent be crushed through your souls and your flesh and your hearts and your bloodlines tonight. Because you have it squirming in you. I can feel it in this place majorly, majorly. There is a sword of the Spirit of the Word of God of the Apostolic that you have not received, and that's why you still ask for prayer. But no prayer will be given to you, for you do not need prayer. What you want is actually someone to help you in black earth. And for someone to come and help you 
at a black mineral level, a black plant level, a black animal level, a black earth level, is to go into Egypt and leave the Red Sea. But that is what pleases so many today in Christianity. Won't you come down from your high lofty perch, you great white eagle, and help me in hell? No, it's forbidden. That's necromancy. The commandment from Yadevave is that you come out of Exodus by the feast prepared for you by the Shekinah-filled teachings of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And if that's not enough for you, Jesus is not enough for you because Jesus is the word of the apostolic. He is the word of the prophetic witness on account of the spirits or angels. I have judged Babylon the Great on account of the spirits or the angels of the apostles and prophets. Book of Revelation, it is written. For no one else, it is written. Not for you, right? That's what it says. We have a problem with that. Why? Because black earth is still entirely self-conscious, self-promoting, and self-preserving. And our self-nature mixes with written New Testament writings, and our interpretation is used as ammunition to fight the spirits of the prophets and apostles. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what you people do, and I'm not angry about it. The Bible says that in Revelation, that's what they're going to do. The Apostle Paul mentions that in his writings, that's what uncircumcised hearts and minds do. So the only way to be healed and cleansed is to allow the sapphire sword of the apostles and prophets. And the truth is, you have chief apostles <laughs> and all the ones that are really beginning to multiply through Rebecca and I's teaching right now are apostles. Man, we got a way higher survival rate now. <laughs> See, the chosen getting chosen during this time is not just so you could be a grunt in Joel's army, although you're grunts, you're buckwheats, and that's obvious. You're gonna make it buckwheat. Yeah. But listen, even special forces call each other buckwheats buckwheat. and grunts, and they're master commanders, master, master sergeants. They come around any ranking officer in army, navy, marine corps, and it's like Delta Force, it's special ops. Not even Navy Still SEALs. Stuff, <laughs> stuff that you don't even know about. Okay? They had Delta Force in Vietnam. I'm wearing my dad's Vietnam dog tags from, from the Marine Corps today. They had Delta Force in Vietnam. They no longer do. But if you're Delta Force, you have authority over everyone. Because it's top secret, highest ranking military special ops. Over every, you, but there's an honor, there's a code. But even if a general were to come around, you're, you have priority, like CIA, over whatever the general has to say. Now, there's higher-ranking generals, but that's how it works, people. That's how it works. A lot of the stuff you don't know about that's not disclosed to civilians, that's done behind the scenes in the governing and ruling of nations for several hundred years... A lot of that is just special ops, no-name people that just go to work and their wife thinks they work at a, a computer agency. 
and their special forces or their CIA and every aspect of their life is top secret. And that's not uncommon. We've had that for a hundred years. We've had that for many decades. So what that means is even the natural is prophesying about rank in the spiritual, in the angelic. Okay? So now at the end of the age, in the maturity of the times, there will come forth now special ops. And so the special ops are the government of God, the CIA of God, the Department of Justice of God, the White House of God, the White Throne of God, the 24 elders of God, the angelic princes of the rungs, Raphael, Michael, Gabriel, Uriel of the living God, Yadevave, let him be praised. And this level of sapphire stone government will consume. It's not like it's just going to throw it all in the lake of fire. That's not how it works because they use old testament tradition to establish all the nations today and that's why nothing you pray will work not from the earth nothing i don't care if you fast 40 days if you're david hogan heidi baker every single apostle and prophet of the church age you could be smith wigglesworth Catherine kuman apostle paul could be there i tell you the truth it would not be enough truth anyhow get with it and learn what you need is to lift off and go cosmic in a righteousness that has never before been released, in an eldership that has never before been released, how do you know that? That sounds real exclusive. Well, God the Father says it in the Word. Seal up the seven lightnings and the seven thunders and the sons of thunders and the sons of seven lightnings. Seal up that scroll for a far-off generation when it will be disclosed at that time. It is written, which means... You have not had it ever before. What you've had is written tradition. All Christianity that you have known for 2,000 years is written Torah of Messiah Jesus Christ. But just like the Jews during the dark ages that rose against all oppression, opposition, and poverty, and sickness, and disease through the oral tradition of the Old Testament, so now shall the Christians rise with the oral tradition of the New Testament against all the tyranny and sorcery of the Babylon the great world system of the Klippeth. Amen. And it will consume the other side. And there's nothing that can stop it because it's <laughs> Yarevave. Anything that tries to get in its way will be utterly obliterated and incinerated. Amen. Because oral tradition alone is King of Kings and Lord of Lords of all Nefesh, of all Ruah, of all Neshama, of all Chaya, and of all Yachita's souls forever. Amen. Good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Hallelujah. It's hot in here now. Hallelujah. We just blasted these ACs with Freon, but it feels like a thousand degrees. Neshama. The Neshama descends like a luminous spark. NASA, your eyes to cutter, what is that? Father, Son, look at his brightness.
Let your mind and your consciousness go up in adoration of the Father, Son. Father of lights. Father of luminaries. Let there be lights. Let there be lights. It is written in Genesis 1, 14. Let there be lights. Let there be lights. That Nishama descends like a luminous spark. The radiance of the brilliance of the firmament of heaven. As the believer awakens and arises, rise, awaken. It's time to awaken and rise. You've been sleeping in the dust too long. Let not another day go by. Not another day of gray matter, hiding in the dirt, hiding in the dust. It's time to awaken. It's time to rise. Now is the time. There's no time like the present while he is presently with us. Amen. Nothing can stop you. Face those fears. Face those struggles. Face those little doubts and temptations. Catch those foxes. He wouldn't ask you to do anything he couldn't expect you to do. Otherwise, he wouldn't have asked you to do it. Amen. God is not a man that he should lie. It is written, let there be lights. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night. And let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. You want to redeem the times. And let them be for lights. If you want to look it up later, you can go back and listen again, or you can write it down. If your mind is going up into the Father's Son, I encourage you to let it keep going up. If you want to grab your pen, your angel's letting you know. You can write it down. That's Strong's H3974. Let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light to give light upon the earth. And it was so. It was. And it will. <laughs> and it will continue. Amen. Let there be maor, me'orat, in the firmament, rakia of the shamayim, the seven heavens. Oh yes. You remember your notes from the master class. We're growing, we're learning. Let there be lights, maor or meorat, me'arat, in the firmament rakia of the shamayim, the seven heavens. In the firmament of the seven heavens, let there be lights, meorat, celestial lights, light, luminary. A light, the holy candlestick, numbers 4 and 9 and 16. Metaphorically, the light of the eyes. The light of the eyes, bright, cheerful eyes. Bright, cheerful eyes, that's what Jacob saw in Rachel. Bright, illuminated, luminary eyes, full of light, glorious light. 
Mm. A candlestick. Mm-hmm. A luminary. A luminous body. Brightness. Cheerfulness. Specifically, a chandelier. You want to decorate those interior castles? Why not add a chandelier? Hallelujah. Amen. How expensive is a chandelier? You might think, can I afford one of those in my house? (laughs) Italian blown glass glory. I've watched enough HGTV to know that may not be in the family budget, but I have faith for it. Amen. Amen. How about... A chandelier so priceless. The oral tradition can afford it if you can sacrifice your lower life. Truth, I know. A chandelier so priceless. So pure. Shimmering lights. Glorious light. Absolutely priceless. What did it cost? Only the very life, blood, and body broken for you. Of the Son of Righteousness, Jesus Christ, who came in the flesh, in the nefesh. Priceless chandelier. Candlestick. Proverbs 15.30 At H3974 The light of the eyes rejoiceth the heart and a good report maketh the bones fat. (laughs) Thou hast set our iniquities before thee our secret sins in the light. Same word there, H3974 Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. That light of the eyes that rejoiceth the heart, and a good report, making the bones fat. What dripping with dew, heaven's dew inside of you. Well, is it going to be the dew of heaven in your bones? That light of the eyes, that May orat, let there be lights in the bones? Or will that same light only shine a lamp on the iniquities inscribed on your bones? What is the difference? Will you receive righteousness? Will you go up sapphire stones? One is the unveiling and the light shining upon your secret sins. In his light, we see light. We see a lot of things. All spectrums of light. It's time for the iniquities to be removed. Those etchings on your bones that have made you sick, that have made you sorrowful. Not the sorrow that leads to repentance, but a sorrow that produces sorrow that produces death. Death in the bones, death in the pot. You need to add Christ. Bitter waters that lead to death, or the sweet living waters on sapphire stones. 
milk and honey flowing. Circumcised, sapphire stones, hod and netza flowing milk and honey, kavod and shekinah, the body, the bread, the wine, the blood, the body of Christ to know him accurately and truly within you and all around you in the heavens. And the bright lights, Merat, of heaven will I make dark over thee and set darkness upon thy land, saith the Lord God, Ezekiel 32, 8. All the bright lights of heaven I will make dark over thee. Now what kind of neshama, when you look in the sky, in the firmament of the rakia, do you see these days? Mainly dark lights. In this day, in this age, we've only seen two neshama of holiness hewn from the throne of glory of the Father descend into human bodies. First taste drops of a latter rain, a greater revival not at the restoration of only the Ruah soul, but the Neshama. Mm. And they shall take a cloth of blue and cover the candlestick of the light. Meora, and his lamps and his tongs and his snuff dishes. I know you have plenty of those sitting around. Mm, snuff dishes. Can't have enough of those. Find them at the flea market. Amen. And all the oil vessels thereof wherewith they minister unto it. Numbers 4 and 9. Exodus 39, 37. The pure candlestick with the lamps thereof, even with the lamps to be set in order, and all the vessels thereof, and the oil for light, and spice, and the oil for light. There it is again. H3974 light. And for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. Pure candlestick. May Ora let there be lights. The root word there comes from H215. Or light, shine, enlighten, break of day, fire. Give glorious and kindle. Amen. To be or to become light. To shine. To become light, day, day light, to shine of the sun. This is a baptism of glorious sunlight of the sun mm -hmm. of righteousness. To become bright, to be illuminated, to become lighted up. To give light, shine of sun, moon, and stars. To illumine, to cause to shine, to kindle light, candle, wood, wood for the fire, the lighten of his eyes and his law, the lights of his law, the neshama of holiness, to make shine the face, the dew upon the face in the garden of righteousness 
upper garden celestial dew of lights. On the revival of the dead. This Jewish prophecy. And the rabbi said, in the time to come, the blessed Holy One will bring down a dew of revival, reviving the dead. And I'll add to that, while yet in the body. Reviving the dead, while yet in the body. In the time to come, the blessed Holy One will bring down a dew of revival. It's a dew of revival. In the last revival that we saw over the last hundred years since Azusa Street, it was the revival of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKadosh, which in turn granted the believer a Ruach soul to mirror that Ruach HaKadosh. What is this next revival? <clears throat> the Jewish prophecy on the revival of the dead. In the time to come, the Blessed Holy One will bring down a dew of revival. And I believe that dew of revival is the restoration of the lights of the firmament of the seven heavens, the holy neshama. <laughs> so now at that baptism, knowing the angel of Shekinah, which is the Holy Spirit, knowing the Holy Spirit in the cosmos, you knew him on the earth, within you, you realized the glory. Obedience to the Holy Spirit, the river of life. And that river became a fountain, and that fountain went up into the sun. And that river was Esther, it is written in the Book of Wisdom. What did she, re what did she represent? The kingdom, Malkut in the Hebrew. What does that represent? Shekinah. The kingdom. If you're in the kingdom, you're in the angel of Shekinah. That river that becomes a fountain carrying you through the second heavens, that becomes the sun. And you remain inside the sun, inside the angel of Shekinah. <laughs> and that baptism in the cosmos of the Holy Ghost, in the cosmos, that is your receiving of the holy neshama as you receive consecration through circumcision on sapphire stones unto the world of Malkut of Berea and that luminous spark gently descending like a flame like a dove like a pigeon same word in the Hebrew yoma like a sacrifice. Luminous, radiant, spark, dew of heaven. And that root word of that Meorot, or, which is light, luminous break of day, to set on fire, to shine, to kindle. The break of day or dawn of day is when you cross over the night of Asaya and Yetzirah and into the day of Berea and the higher worlds, 
the break of day. The light of dawn is the first light of the neshama descending on the earthen vessel, the first star you see in the morning. The first of the three lights, neshama, chaya, and yuchita, the first of those three lights is the neshama. Well, isn't Venus the morning star and the evening star, you might ask? What number is Venus in the Lord's Prayer? Eternity, forever and ever, as the Lord said. Yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. One, Malkut. Two, Yasat, the power. Three, Hod, and the glory. Four, Venus, eternity, forever and ever. Berea is also the fourth world, corresponding in the ascension on the lightning path of Enoch to the fourth rung. So the neshama also represents the first light of day, as in the lights mayorot, root word indicates the break of day. And that root word or is to be or become light, to become bright. Used of the eyes of a faint person when he begins to recover, 1 Samuel 14. And thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light. Over against it, Exodus 25, 37. Speak unto Aaron and say unto him, Speak unto Aaron and say unto him, Speak unto Aaron and say unto him, when thou lightest the lamps, the seven lamps shall give light over against the candlestick. Numbers 8, 2. Exodus 25, 37, and Numbers 8, 2, Ner. The seven lamps thereof, Ner. The seven lamps of the Neshama. The Ner of the Lord is the Neshama, it is written. That lamp of the Lord, that candlestick, is the neshama. And they shall light the lamps thereof, which is ner, that they may give light or, which is garments of light, garments of or, celestial garments, over or against it, panim, the face, you could say the faces, the bread, the faces of the Sephirot, the bread, the garden, you can see Genesis references to the garden, the face of God, walking with God in the Ruah of the day. But the Neshama is the Zohar of the Ruah, the radiance. Build for the Ark a Zohar, it is written. What brilliant light rested upon the ark? What is the ark? Will you rise into the sun? <laughs> He's not asking too difficult a thing. You can do it. That radiant, brilliant spectrum of light. The dew of the lights of the firmament like the floods of the days of Noah, like fire, like a baptism of 
the break of day, baptism of sunlight, the receiving of the neshama, a new beginning. Amen. Very rich. So make it your goal to sacrifice anything that tethers you to the demonic, to hell, and to the fallen watchers who are judged during these times according to Jude. They are held in gloomy chains awaiting judgment. Gee whiz, they sure did a lot while in chains, didn't they? What will you do in cords bound to the altar of Yarevave as a living sacrifice? Chains of wickedness or cords of righteousness. Choose this day what side you will be on and go all the way. For the valley of decision will fade away and be no more. As it's written, and there was no longer a sea. And there was no longer the nations in the valley of decision, for they had all decided. The Klippeth, or the Sephirot, of the oral tradition of the New Testament of Messiah King Jesus Christ. And multitudes will begin deciding right before your eyes, through cell phones, through computers, the oral tradition will be the most viral thing that has ever hit planet Earth. And it cannot be put out because it's the belief systems of God the Father about His Son, Jesus Christ. And it's higher than you. It's holier than you. It's worthy to be worshipped as it's written, the Word was God. And the Word is God. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We saw His glory. We saw the Word's Shekinah, the glory of the only begotten Son. Now, a lot of people didn't like that, did they? It exposed their works as evil. And this is what the Spirit of God said to me. Jesus Christ, Yarevave, Messiah King, tells an entire city of believers that all their works are dead works. All their fire is strange fire. And nothing they have ever done since believing in Jesus Christ has pleased the Lord Jesus Christ at all. Now that sounds harsh. No, that's actually scripture. That's scripture. Listen. Revelation 3.2, Amplified Classic. Rouse yourselves and keep awake, and strengthen and invigorate what remains and is on the point of dying. For I have not found a single thing that you have done, any work of yours, meeting, this is red letters, Jesus Christ speaking, meeting the requirements of my Yarevave or perfect in Yarevave's sight. It is written, Revelation chapter 3, verse 2. An entire city called Sardis, this is the city of Sardis, established about 1400 BC, 
one of the most ancient cities in the whole Bible. Not a single thing they had done after receiving Messiah was good. They say, well, that's just Sardis. That's not my Minneapolis church. That's not my California, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, uh, Netherlands. That's not the church of Australia, bro. No, see, these seven churches to Asia Minor was the seat of the apostolic in the first century. So you're dealing with it now on a 10-week level. All of that grew up to a 10-week level. And the only thing that's going to prune the branches of all the filth that Jesus Christ hates in the seven churches of Asia Minor will be people rising on sapphire stones as New Testament priests. New Testament, New Covenant, celestial priests with the seal of heavenly Jerusalem in their forehead, Mother Jerusalem, the angel of Shekinah, that one angel written about in Revelation. Chapter 19, I saw a single angel standing in the sun. So anyone not in the sun, in that single angel, is not sealed with heavenly Jerusalem in their forehead. The woe to the inhabitants of the earth, but blessed are they who live in the heavens. Right? You know that that's what the Bible says? Woe! in danger of being destroyed into into eternal damnation and hell to the inhabitants of the earth. That's exactly what it means. Study it out for yourself like good Bereans in Malkut of Isaiah and get the doubt and unbelief and Satan out of you. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, those about to be destroyed, but blessed and rejoice exceedingly. This is the same sentence, y'all, in the Bible. Now listen, if you can, open your ears. Blessed and rejoice exceedingly, you who live in the heavens. So the standard of the New Testament already from 2,000 years ago was living your life in the heavens. Now, name a person that does that. They're probably kicked out of your local glory stream church. They're probably no longer welcome in the charismatic church. They're probably the most mature prophetic apostolic voice in your state, in the United States of America, they're probably living in a cave, they're probably walking on water, or they're ascending and living in paradise heaven. Because you could not live with that level of Torah and wisdom and Shekinah glory during the church age amongst Laodicean seven church earthly Christians. You'd have to be in the cave, on the water, or in paradise. And that's exactly what Anna Roundtree is talking about in chapter 1 of Heaven Awaits the Bride. And then the goats, ram, battering ram, those that are on Jesus Christ's left, they get plowed into the lake of fire with the devil and his angels, are the ones that never had the heart of Torah, which means they have no oral tradition. You can have oral tradition, the concealed Shekinah in your heart, even if you're not taught of the apostles. That accountability begins when you're introduced to truth. You don't have to be taught apostolic truth by the elders of Jerusalem. Very few ever have. You have to be introduced to the Spirit of God. Now the Spirit of God wants to lead you to Jerusalem because only inside the city gates of the 24 elders of the New Testament do you have any actual Torah or wisdom at all 
Everything else is just kind of scattered throughout the nations, bits and pieces, fragments of truth, like it was with the scrolls of the apostles in the first century. None of them had the full thing. Do you know that? There was no printing press until the 1500s in the whole world. What you have is little fragment scrolls. You take the little fragment scrolls, and that's all your entire city church would have. It was literally... 1700 years 1819 and really books were extremely expensive all the way up into the 20th century only the rich had books okay so most of the peasants and our bloodline dna throughout europe or wherever you come from didn't even have books okay so books are a new thing we go on amazon take it for granted now because we have all this stuff at a click of a button you didn't have that even 20 30 years ago there was no internet 30 years ago, zero internet 30 years ago, 40 years, 50 years ago. I know it's like 1980s, but the 99% of the world didn't have it till the 90s, late 90s. Okay. Very, very new. And you need to have an ancient perspective. Otherwise you're blind because of ignorance and pride in you because you grew up in an environment not conducive to the ages. So a lot of us are extremely sheltered under elements, plants, animals and be spirits because we're sheltered we're sheltered and we don't think we are we think oh man i'm a information age i got the internet you're you're extremely sheltered sheltered from wisdom sheltered from what the ancients lived and walked in your society is so completely saturated with sorcery that when you think you know that's usually the person that knows the least because it's not real knowledge. It's just things in their brain. There's no life in it. It's just death. Woe to the philosophy of the world. It's an anti-Christ gospel. Apostle Paul says, it is written, I did not come to you with mere human philosophy, but a demonstration of the Holy Ghost and power. Dunamis. Amen. Where was the dunamis? The preaching. The apostolic preaching. We say works, bro, works, bro. Yeah, there was works, but the works were after the preaching. The apostles would first go city to city and preach, if you read the book of Acts. Then afterwards, if there were needs, they didn't go and do everything that, like nowadays, where you just pray for everyone and die of liver failure because you poured all your anointing out to black Malkut and they sucked you dry. And that's why Bob Jones says he died of organ failure because of strange fire. By his own admittance. Church age is over, guys. That'll never happen again to a prophet or apostle ever again. Because so, we won't pray for you when we're not supposed we're to. We're not going to pray for you. You need to eat. See, the praying for you nonsense is witchcraft in Egypt when you refuse to exodus into Zion through your own Red Sea and being circumcised in the wilderness through your own wicked, evil hearts. So you want to just blame the leaders all the time when you don't even do the work inside your heart. And so you don't like the food of the kingdom, the word, the Torah of Shekinah glory, the government of sapphire stones. You don't even like God the Father or his Torah or his word. You are like John chapter 1, the people that live in darkness that want to be served in Egypt in darkness. Those people are goats at his left side. They're prepared for the lake of fire with Satan and his angels. You choose to exodus by the thoughts, intentions of your hearts. Truth, anyhow. Can we take a look at the Sapphire Worlds chart? Gladly. So, prayer in the New Covenant 
in the new kingdom age. This will be wise for your understanding because we're coming out of black and white witchcraft of religion. And so if you use the carnal mind or the nefesh to interpret, or even the ego wrapped into the ruach to interpret these things, like, oh, I thought we were doing prayer round the clock this season, you know, you have to understand with wisdom, it's not the pray for me, pray for me, people coming to you to suck your anointing dry, that'll get you killed, right? Strange fire, just to lay hands on everybody, just to be nice. Again, Bob Jones explained that that's what gave him uh, that organ failure as he was nearing the end of his life. So he warned about these things. We take these things very seriously. That's why we don't line people up to just lay hands, lay hands and pray. No, you have to change. Yeah, upon hearing the word, choose in your hearts today whom you will serve. That's it. And you know, so you're praying as a warrior on sapphire stones, starting with Malkut. Step one is circumcision. Climbing the rungs of Malkut, that prepares you to climb the rungs of the cosmic realm. So you start on Malkut. Those are those four rungs we talked about, mineral, plant, animal, and man. Lust, passions, pride, uh, idle chatter, slander, uh, withholding tithes, uh, misuse of money, that's a big one on Malkut. That circumcision, as you go up the mountain in obedience to what? The river of life, the spirit of Elijah, the Holy Spirit within you. As you become obedient and you get that circumcision, once Malkut is fully circumcised, you're ready to go up. But remember from the teaching, from the master class, and from what we've told you here on Joel's Bar, if you're not circumcised on a sapphire stone, the only next possible one is a black sapphire stone of the enemy clippeth. So if you're trying to go up to Yasad, but Malkut is not fully circumcised, you don't have the heart of David yet, then you're not. it's not going to work. It's only going to be darkness and more darkness. So do a thorough job. What's the most important part when you're making a house for someone? The foundation. Mm -hmm. I mean, you don't skip any steps, right? If you skip steps in the foundation, forget about, mm. forget about the attic. Yep. No one's going to care about the attic when that's a crumbling foundation there's a crack in the foundation sapphire I mean, stone foundations otherwise the house gets blown over and that's malkut and yasad really truly yasad is the foundation and that's when malkut is completely circumcised and you go up at, with your earthen vessel your malkut and you stand on the moon as an overcomer over jezebel's tower you overcome jezebel that's literally what it is and all those things below it so that's your firm foundation is a complete circumcision on Malkut and a complete and thorough circumcision on Yasad. Take your time to get those, make progress daily. But again, think foundation, even think natural realm. You gotta get the foundation right. Have you, how many times you've seen those horrifying YouTube clips or those Facebook reels and it just, there goes the whole house down the side, yeah. you know? You didn't build on, on the solid rock. That's what happened to Sardis. Mm -hmm. It was uh, built on shifting rock, and it just tumbled into the sea. Amen. So we don't want to do that. We're going to say, no, that's not going to That's what happens with dead works. So no The whole city fire. destroyed. Right. So if you're on Malkut and you need circumcision, if you're going to everyone, you know, pray for me, pray for me, 
spend time with me, call me, text me, blah, blah, you know. It's good to have support with your squadron, but when there's a stealing of oil, you're only harming yourself and potentially others. So that's why oftentimes it's just going to be the chastisement and the Lord wants you to just make oil, accept that pressure that's come upon you and face that trial. You have to go through, there are certain trials you have to go through at work, in your family life, in your personal life. And what that pressure does is in that moment, you choose who you're going to serve. And the Holy Spirit will lead you and he'll remind you of what? The scriptures. The Holy Spirit, it is written, will remind you of what Jesus said. So in that moment, the Holy Spirit, like a river of life, with the fruits of peace, love, joy, righteousness, in the Holy Ghost, will remind you of the scriptures that you've been studying in your Holy Ghost-led studies with the Holy Spirit highlights. You're like, oh yeah, you just highlighted to me this week. It's not for random. It's not so you can have knowledge above your friends. It's so that you can go up these sapphire stones. Yeah. By answering your family accurately, by answering uh, your boss at mm -hmm. work accurately, uh, by treating uh, those mean people at, at work, the customers coming in, with kindness, mm -hmm. accurately, and burning, keeping those burning coals on their heads. You need to turn the other cheek and learn all those elementary written Torah lessons of the gospel in Malkut. Amen. Because if you're just trying to slay your enemies and make them meet their own words, and you're ma you're mainly just terrible ter fathering and mothering, and the family's a mess. You know, you need the Torah of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so those basic lessons. It, usually there's a fear that you have to overcome. It's a fear of man, a fear of how you're going to sound. And, you know, a lot of times people are afraid, am I hearing accurately? Well, if that's the case, go back to your Torah study. Take the test again tomorrow at work the next day. Take the test again the next day until you pass. And just be persistent. Mm -hmm. It's better for you to show up every day and give it your all and have yourself armed and ready. Here's the scriptures the Holy Ghost highlighted to me this week. Now let's use them. These are weapons. These are weapons of warfare. And so you carry them in your pocket, you carry them in your book. And as you rise, instead of just prayer like people want you to pray, you learn how to pray how the Holy Ghost wants you to pray. So you might go up to Netza, you might go up to Tiferet, you might go up to Keter, and that first world of Messiah, and prayer is releasing Shekinah, glory, and Kavad to the other sapphire stones which are mm. in the kingdom Amen. and if it's if you're releasing it like a sword right the lord is a sun and a shield which means there's a sword and a shield mm -hmm. the sun tiferet mm -hmm. is the word of god the written word of god which is your sword that's why no matter what oral tradition you study here at joel's bar you should always be in the written word of god mm -hmm. old testament and new testament because that's your sword Both. never put down your sword Right, you need a sword, and the shield mm. is the oral tradition. Why is that? The sun, you see Tiferet there, mm. and that's the sword. The Lord your God is a sun and a shield. So the sun is the sword, and the moon is the shield. Why is that? It's a shield of faith. The moon is faith. That's what it represents. Mm -hmm. Well, how is that? You know, the moon doesn't have any light of its own. Your faith doesn't have any light of its own. Mm. Your faith can only be as strong as what you believe in. But if you believe in some fallacy, some silly, strange doctrine, some kind of wrongdoing, and you, be have, you believe in that, you have faith in that, your moon is darkness. That's why there's the phases of the moon. 
there's darkness. That's where mm -hmm. sin comes in. So when your faith is in the wrong things, you can only produce sin in your life. Yeah, that's the black moon. So when you're on your side, that's what you overcome. You put your faith only in the Son of Righteousness and no other gods, no other luminaries. When you teach the luminaries like we do, true oral tradition of the New Testament, and you reject it, you automatically go into the darkness counterfeit because your heart's hardened after you hear from the apostles. That's why it's the most dangerous place to be close to the mountain. Truth mm -hmm. Truth, What's the equivalent of going around the mountain in the New Testament? Time. Time. Time is the equivalent of the New Covenant, of the Old Covenant wandering in the wilderness 40 years. So don't waste any more days. Amen. So let's get those tests passed this week. Whatever. What's your test? What's your test, you might ask? Just take a look at your week this week. Where was the pain point? Where was the drama at work? Where was the drama at home? Where was the... Uh, the increase or the decrease in finances. What thief came right before, usually it's going to be pride or it's going to be lust, that hit you right before the decrease? That, that So you can pinpoint it. Where are you hurting right now? Is it your finances? Is it your relationships? Are you struggling with the time in the Word of God? Are you your senses dulled and you're not really hearing as accurately this week in the Spirit? Find those pain points and don't just be afraid about it. Yeah. Do something about it. The That's first step action. is admitting you, mm -hmm. admitting you have a problem and you're not blaming others. This is something God challenges me with every single day. If there's any inadequacy in my life to not think or blame others, but to see the def deficiency in my heart and mind for lack of the Word of God and the Shekinah of the Word of God. If you can get established in that foundation... That should be elementary day one, building upon the solid rock. That I'm not blaming others. There's no accuser of others. It's literally accountable for this vessel, accountable for this mind and this heart. And I'm going to deal with Satan in me and my sin, transgression, and iniquity and all the unknown parts to terminate all of the darkness by the word of God that I know is light, true, true Shekinah light, true light has come into the world, it is written, this light is Jesus, the word of God. That's new Torah. So if there be any darkness in you, it's a lack of Jesus, oral and written tradition of the New Testament. Okay? Truth anyhow. And you come to a place when you can actually present your heart to the word of God and allow it to be dealt with and circumcised rung after rung after rung and you're not going to get offended anymore you're not taking it personally it's not about you you're being terminated by the three things that terminate the self-nature father son and holy spirit the anti-self or the anti-satan nature is a trinity that's why god manifests himself as father son and holy spirit because that's the only way to take out the devil and the curse of the fall out of you. Out of you. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit corresponding to all the selfish points of a fallen human being. And when you truly embrace the living Father, the living Son, and the living Holy Spirit, and their written word, okay, then it begins to really circumcise. So, first you have Red Sea, which is blood of Jesus, get saved. You're leaving Egypt, which is a change not just in your heart, but in your body. You're not hanging out in 
with the Hell's Angels anymore, shooting speedballs in your arms, right? You're not snorting an eight ball of methamphetamines every day and driving for 24 hours, right? Hopefully. So I know. Hopefully not. Hopefully. You got <laughs> some kind of deliverance out of Egypt. You know, some of you have none. Some of you are learning, and that's good. Make progress every day. But take some big leaps because the big word of God from the higher rungs has more energy in it. So you can actually take way larger leaps because you're eating and drinking way higher food. So you're way more accountable now because you're getting energized by the Torah of the apostles. So if you're not taking leaps and bounds, it's because you're growing in idolatry and you're loving on the devil and you're becoming closer to your sins and you're hiding stuff and you think you can get away with it. You're claiming grace abounds and the only person you're killing is yourself. So you have to repent, it is written. Where? Unto life. That Yadevave may grant you repentance unto the risen life. Book of Acts, it is written. Written Torah. That God may grant you repentance. How much? All throughout the ten weeks. Yadevave grants you repentance. How does the repentance flow down? Like a river of life, rung to rung through the path of lightnings, until the moon releases it upon Malkut, where you're breathing with that earth suit right now, that jar of clay, that clay part of you. This, the nefesh soul is made out of clay. The ruah soul is made out of silver. The neshama soul is made out of gold. The chaya soul is made out of gemstone. The yachita soul is made out of the exact measure of the Father's outraying Zohar. Brilliance. Truth, anyhow. So the upgrades are beyond anything you could ever expect, imagine, pray for by the dunamis power working in you. It is written. The issue is if you're just stuck down there in a nefesh soul in darkness and you're judging everything of the angelic protocol and the kingdom of heaven, you'll go deeper and deeper into the seven mountains of the fallen watchers, according to Jude, that are in chains awaiting judgment. Guess what the judgment is? Jesus. No, it's not. The manifesting sons, the brothers and sisters of Jesus, are the judgment. That's what the Bible actually says. That's why we've taken so much persecution, misunderstanding, and continuous attack from our brothers and sisters in the body of Christ for nearly 24 years. It's because the fallen angels and the demons of all the rungs can see the destiny, they can see the scroll, and they relentlessly attack it because their end is marked by a maturity in Jesus Christ's brothers and sisters. And most believers right now are using their Ruah souls for demons instead of the Neshama of Jesus Christ. Most. I'd say it's over 90%. Over 90% of people who have the baptism of the Holy Spirit go into Galatians 3. I'm certain it's over 90%, but I want to be perfectly accurate with you. I've dealt with millions of souls. It's over 90% of those with a Ruah soul end up using their Ruah soul as a seat for bewitchment in the Tower of Jezebel, which unleashes all the clippeth upon a born-again baptized in the Holy Spirit person's soul to be used of the enemy's army against the mountain of the Lord. Final quest, chapter 1. And that's what we've been dealing with every single day of full-time ministry, is the armies 
and the hordes of hell that are marching on the heads of born-again, spirit-filled Christians. And that's exactly how it is in all the nations of the earth right now. Now it's time to upseat, unseat, and uproot the demonic from your Ruah souls. And that's why we write things like, Lord, forgive me my unknown sins when there's a demon sitting on your Ruah soul for 5, 10, 15, 20, some of you 50 years in the charismatic church. And you're in denial. Well, you're about to get delivered. Instead of denial, you get deliverance. Amen. People in their 90s, people in their 80s, their 70s, there's going to be an uprooting of a principality and all the clippeth from the Ruah, born-again, spirit-filled. They say spirit-filled, but the standard of the church age is about incubator, mostly demon spirit-filled. Because some of these things are cosmic. So it's not the same as just driving out terrestrial spirits. These are not terrestrial spirits. The Bible says that principalities, powers, thrones, many spirits of wickedness is in cosmic places. If you read the word, Ephesians 6, that's what it says. So the little terrestrial spirits that you deal with aren't even mentioned in Ephesians 6. Not even mentioned. What is mentioned is cosmic spirits, clippeth spirits. Those are the ones that sit on the Ruah soul. That's why it's called bewitchment and not just, oh, a little pet sin. Galatians chapter 3. Bewitchment is now princes of the clippeth, one-third of the fallen angels. Some of them are archangels. All those ones that you see, the, the bosses of those rungs of the clippeth of the other side, most of those were once archangels. Okay, So they're extremely powerful in stolen light. And when you're down here, considering the ants, on black Malkut and mineral-level faith, mostly doubt and unbelief and just hating yourself, hating others, bitter, tired, sad, angry, frustrated, which is mineral-level, born-again realities, those things can literally just come and sit on you all the time. Which means there needs to be a sanctification from all that demonic stuff that you've enthroned with your nefesh and enthroned with your ruah. There needs to be repentance in the Christian church of America and all the nations. A repentance like you didn't even know you needed repentance and a running towards the mountain of Shekinah glory and the oral tradition of the New Testament of the apostles of Yadavave. And when you begin to have that kind of clarity, crystal, clear, and sparkling, mind set free, from every other spirit having its way in you, except the spirit of the apostles and prophets, that we just contest and fight and judge and criticize and gossip and slander and judge continuously, almost never obeying the sanctified ones or the glorified ones who paid a price to be true anointed leadership, just constantly attacking them, you are actually enthroning the clippeth, murdering the prophets. So they will mourn and beat their breast that is written because they murdered him. How could they murder him? He's already ascended. Oh, they murdered his apostles and prophets, which is murdering him. Same thing in 2023. And there's no one more guilty of it in all the world than the Ruah souls of the charismatic church. So we forgive them. We do. We pray for you from Jerusalem. You want to have 24-7 be within Jerusalem's walls, which is sealed with the angel of Shekinah in your forehead. So that 
Satan's bone throne isn't controlling your senses. And you're not just cursing every time you open your mouth, praying your will, your ideas, your written tradition of Torah, but you're actually in the Shekinah of the tradition of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, which is called the glory cloud. That's what the glory cloud is of Revelation 14, 14. I saw one seated on a glory cloud, looking like a son of man, wearing a golden crown, having a sharp sickle in his hand. Who's that? Jesus Christ in his transfigured form. What's the glory cloud? Oral tradition of the New Testament. Get some and get delivered of all your opinionation of black earth Christianity from the fallen angels. If they're writing 2,000 years ago, warning you about the dogs, we say wolves in sheep's clothing, and then we murder the prophets, who are the best sheep Jesus has in 2023, and that's exactly how it is in this hellhole out here, doing the exact opposite of what Jesus wants constantly, with a seared conscience and a dead spirit on the inside, with a principality lodged on the Ruah soul, and you pray in tongues afterwards and justify it, and you just murdered a prophet before the altar and the throne, like Zechariah, picking up stones, which is your opinions of the New Testament, and chucking them at people, and there's no life in it, and it's full of death and dead man's bones of the prophets you murdered as Christians, and that's how it is. Now it's time to rend our hearts and not our garments and get the death of the dead bones and the dry bones out of our Christianity. By the circumcision of Elijah's sandal phone, from black earth to white earth. And he will do that work in all of you if you obey him. Amen. Amen. That's why as you rise on sapphire stones, you need a shield. Not only are you dealing with the principalities on the earth, firing from Jezebel's tower at you as you rise, you're dealing for the first time with cosmic issues, right? cosmic weapons, and at the same time your number one enemy is mainly going to be charismatic, spirit-filled Christians, or those who were spirit-filled, who have become murderers of Jesus Christ. And those gifts are without repentance, and those gifts that they have are also weapons. That is why we warn you not to to go after your own oral tradition, not to go and look up the wisdom of any oral tradition of Moses until his said of Isaiah. Because the issue is, if we can look at the sapphire stone charts again. So it, we've already shown you the importance of a shield. You have all those things against you, but you have Christ for you. You're going to need wisdom. You're going to need understanding. Why you should resist the temptation to study oral tradition as a baby sapling as a baby sprout that hasn't grown up to Hesed of Asaya yet. We talked about the moon being your shield. If you as a baby spirit are going in to study those things that could damage your spirit and potentially kill you because you don't have the wisdom, the understanding, or the sanctification to receive that as a Ruah spirit. When you believe, we talked about the moon, when you believe the wrong thing, and if you're not in the maturity of Hesed, of Isaiah, through circumcision, where light can come through. If there's no circumcision, no light's coming through there. 
that means there's going to be darkness and your faith of your oral tradition, no matter how pure your intentions you feel like they are, it's going to be darkness and what you're supposed to be using as your shield is now black moon and now your shield is compromised. Mm. And again, you have Cosmic Clippeth, Jezebel's Tower on Malkut, and now on top of that you have Spirit-filled mm. or who are once Spirit-filled who now they only worship their own ego, but a foreign god is sitting in their place, but they still pray in tongues. Yep. And they're very murderous. And they're once that's why some of you who are rising, we don't just announce you and your names out loud, like how far you've gone. <laughs> because here's another thing. This is something that God did in my life. He hid me to save me while I was growing. You're unveiling, even though I know as a baby Christian, you want, when's my unveiling? When's it my time to shine? I want to have recognition and people be like, oh, it's so mm. nice. You do something so nice. You, you know? probably die the same day. Exactly. So he's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. The apostleship okay? is a gigantic you know? tank. Mm -hmm. The armor can't even be pierced mm -hmm. by principality's acid. Stay inside. Stay in the apostleship or under the mm -hmm. apostleship and you're safe. Come out. Mm -hmm. Blood's on your own heads. Right. So that's why you want to stay in rank and order and don't despise those small days, those small beginnings, days of small beginnings, because oftentimes, and this is very common, God will hide you to preserve you and protect you. It's actually much better for some of you that the clip of thinks you're not really doing that good. Hmm. No one's really paying that much attention to you. You are golden. That's it. literally what I did to go for my, you know, the rising, even just coming out of Black Malkut basically you know block everybody ministries everybody's blocked i left all my old social circles that were in different kinds of sins and this and just total righteousness intensive keep my head down i'm just a i'm just a grunt i'm just a worker i'm nothing i work in this industry i do this just uh, that's it grow in secret grow grow yeah. in secret yeah. and i know you might feel those feelings of like you know all these horrible things happen to you and when's your vindication? Mm. Don't worry about that. That's it and the fesh wants it, right? So just keep crucifying that. As you rise in righteousness, God has your unveiling time. So the temptation sometimes, if you see someone else, it's their time to be unveiled. You can't compare your walk to their walk, right? Just, I'm gonna stay at my position. I'm gonna hold my position. And oftentimes when people step out in pride, Sometimes it unveils a little bit too much of your scroll. They're only limited to how much they can see of your true destiny scroll. Some of those things are very much concealed. They might see measures of brightness and potential pathways. But sometimes it's actually in your favor that they don't think you're doing amazing or there's, oh, it's just, you know, whoever. It, when you're in the group mm -hmm. as a unit yeah. and you're just another face behind a shield, you're in the perfect place perfectly to grow. Perfectly camouflaged. Yeah, exactly. You're perfectly camouflaged to grow and be protected. So if you can just stay in that place of humility and grow. The truth is when you're submitted yeah. to apostolic authority of the true righteous path of Enoch, you're invisible to the enemy. Yep. If you're visible to him, it's because he sees sin. And that's not the same as the corporate apostleship. That's you individually getting targeted. It means you're not submitted to the proper angelic rank and you're outside of holy angel protocol, which means you have to repent to get mm -hmm. safe. Yeah. You know, saved means to be safe from demonic influence. Amen. Amen. So trust in God for the unveiling at the brightness of your rising. There's a time for you to shine. I saw in uh, Jesus's 
wedding, you know, that whole vision, I got to go into that encounter. I saw many of you that are close in Red Letter Ministries, you're faithful, you're loyal, and every single person in the wedding party that was loyal and faithful had their time to shine. I mean, they got to do something that nobody else could do that really saved the day. And so everyone had their, like their kind of hero moment. So all of you could have the opportunity handed to you on a silver and gold platter to be the exact Mm -hmm. same as Enoch right now. But it's, it's a walk and it's a circumcision. It's Mm -hmm. a destiny and it will cost you everything. But what else are you going to do with your temporal life? Right. Give it to Jesus. mm -hmm. But if you're bitter about leadership or you're bitter about things that happened to you, what your family said, when that mm. time comes, you're going to destroy that timing and you're not, you're going to miss your time. So and that's the walking around mm, the mountain is yep. wasting time. So, yep. So a lot of you just stop walking around the mountain, get the bitterness out and just whatever the sin is, someone sinned against you or you're still bitter about it. You still kind of replay the scene in your head again and again. I wish I would have done this. <laughs> you need to just take that and put it away. Say, Lord, God, help me to put their sin away. Help me to put Mm -hmm. my sin away. And remind yourself, remember, 10 weeks is not that far off. Mm -mm. And after then, no one's even going to mention sin. So why are you repeating it again and again and again? It's just going to be done. So just take the time. If you all really took it seriously Mm -hmm. and walked accurately with what's available right now, you could walk the 10 weeks in three years. But if you're not taking it seriously, you're not circumcising your hearts, and you're playing church-age games... You will, you'll be 10 times worse in three years. And everyone will see it, and you'll be sitting there in a greater darkness. That's why you got to choose today, today while it's proclaimed in your hearing. Amen. Amen. Well, shields, moon, faith, hope, love in the sun, sun. <laughs> righteousness in the She's sun. She's drunk now. <laughs> Well, I've been I've been scribing about the chaya, and so it's giving me a little. We were listening to the summer camp music before this, and I like the song. It kind of goes, ha ha ha. The the whole lyrics to the song is ha 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 ha. ha. You know, it kind of goes to a nice little tune, and you don't even have to really remember all the words. It's just the same word again and again in a different way and that really blessed me and uh, had a precious sister Marilyn come over to help clean the house today and I don't know how many hours the summer camp music was on loop today mm-hmm. but it was looping it was yeah, getting looping. it was looping <laughs> I was looping it was looping until I was looping mm-hmm. and a uh, precious sister Marilyn she comes in and she's just overwhelmed by the glory and uh he was coming in just kind of like reeling a little bit, leaning on the on the little, I think the counter there, or the chair there. And it's just like, you know, that was really precious. I, like, I might need just a minute to adjust. We've <laughs> been <laughs> summer camp in this place. Sapphire stone wine yeah. is the best wine for last. That's good. You know, I'll I tell you know a mystery. I can vacuum right now. Everything <laughs> that has breath on Malkut of Asaya is going to drink it, which means it's going to burst a lot of wineskins. The latter, as is written, men's hearts shall fail. The judgment is the holiness, the perfection of the tenth week, and then judgment remains upon all the rungs forever. It is written. So, sixty to seventy percent of that is already coming down the ladder, upon the lowest Dead Sea rung of Malkut of Asaya. 
where everyone's in animal forms and animal image bearing and plant worship with the marijuana legalization, which is plant worship. It's that plant level and mineral level, which is financial worship, greed. And so the lowest bondage is that mineral level of Malkut of Asaya. If a person can't tithe, they're in bondage in mineral level Malkut, in the lowest rung of Malkut of Asaya. And they, yet they speak in tongues, but there's a bewitchment on them. There's no circumcision. There's no obedience. And anytime you touch their minerals, mm-hmm. if you touch their plants, if you touch their animals, you touch their human beingness, mm-hmm. what do they react with? Self-defense, accusation, attack. You're not loving. You're not loving. You're not loving. No, the, the sword of the Spirit is love. It's a mm-hmm. sapphire sword of ten weeks of God's ten supernal commandments of His named stars. Psalm says, God the Father named the stars. He created the stars. He created the ten weeks before one of them even existed. There are ten worlds. That's written in Hebrews 1, verse 2. God created all the worlds, plural, and arranged them in order. It is written. So that's before human beings were created. So you are commanded in Genesis 1 Torah to have that kind of alignment already when you begin in the New Testament. We begin the New Testament and it's just like this made-up paganism Christianity that's not even remotely close to the apostolic doctrine of Jesus and his apostles 2,000 years ago. And when you say this stuff to people, they freak out like weeping and gnashing of teeth everywhere. That's how far gone away from the river of Elijah Christians actually are and yet are prophetic. But they're prophetic of Jezebel's tower. And the Ruah soul is a seat of Jezebel. If you haven't noticed, that's a massive, that's a massive per- percentage of prophetic, charismatic Christians My today. My thumb is twitching like... It ain't even minor. I've seen the ones on God TV that you people listen to and tolerate weep and gnash their teeth even at people that persecute me. That's how bad it is out there. And you send me their prophecies. You're, you people are literally disciples of Jezebel. Mm-hmm. Literally disciples of Satan in the false prophetic. And then when the true prophetic comes, how do they react to it? Oh, that's not very loving. I'll, I'll listen to you when you grow up, when you mature, when you're more mature. The, the maturity of Elijah's sandalphon is established through a circumcision. The fact that you base it on the human being's intellect and reasoning and five physical senses shows that you are in the clippeth of the fallen angels in the selfishness of the I am's of Satan and have nothing to do with the kingdom of heaven in your whole prophetic Christianity. As it's written, I saw a single angel standing in the sun. What an angel of Shekinah. All these other things outside of that singleness is independence on earth with the things of God, but not actually living inside Mother Jerusalem. And you're all guilty. And you all need to repent greatly. Every single one of you. Because it's true. And until you get cut and realize this and convicted of this, and it becomes clear before your your eyes where you stand to the throne of Jesus Christ, there's going to be delusion, confusion of Babylon and sorcery on your heads, and a false satisfaction of where you think you are in God. The standard is his throne, and that standard exists on Malkut of Asaya. There is a sapphire stone here that the nefesh is born on. 
It's not you sitting there learning about the Yachida of the 10th week. It's you dealing with Malkut right now and getting sealed inside Mother Jerusalem today, serving Father Zion's glory, Abba Father, as it's written, which is the source of light. And it is on earth as it is in heaven, but it's an angelic protocol that begins in your nefesh and ruah on earth so you can grow towards the mountain, up the mountain, and understand what it is to live inside heavenly Jerusalem's walls. You do that now, not in the future tense, in Jesus' name. That's the repentance almost all of you, at the sound of my voice, need granted you from the Lamb of God today. Amen. And don't think it's a given either. He looks at your hearts. Jesus in Revelation 3 says, Everything you've ever done is strange fire and dead works, and I'm going to destroy it. Your fake Jesuses are the first things to die. And the real Jesus of Revelation 3 needs to come and sit upon your soul. It's called the fear of the Lord. You don't have any. I know American Christians don't have any fear of the Lord by how they treat the apostles of the Lamb of God like total garbage every day. They have more reverence for the newspaper delivery guy than the apostles of the Lamb. Someone they can control. A dog gets more honor than the apostles of God in America right now because your ruas are enthroning the fallen angels. It's true. Now. Serve God with your soul with angel of Shekinah written on your forehead. Learn how to live within the protocol of Malkut, of Isaiah, with the heart of David as it's written. The least inside the kingdom will be as David, the greatest as God the Father himself. It is written, which means the heart of David, perfect heart of David is the standard of Malkut, of Isaiah. Amen. And you got the seed when you're born again. If you cherish it, water it, submit to it, let it sanctify you. Don't murder the ones God sends to you. Listen and obey the prophets and apostles that he sends to you. And don't shut them down and kill them with stones and excuses. And you begin to develop that word in you. The reason why God sends prophets, and Jesus Christ said in the gospel, I'm going to send you prophets, but you're going to kill them. You're speaking to Christians now. He said that I'm going to send messengers to you and you're going to murder them. I'm going to send prophets in the New Testament and you're going to kill them the same way they did in the Old Testament. Jesus Christ said that in the red letters. It's true. And if a prophet is not murdered, they're a false prophet. If a prophet is not slandered and attacked for attacking sin, unrighteousness, sorcery, complacent satisfaction, greed, and all the idols and idolatries and immoralities of sexual morality, then it's a false prophet. But a true prophet in your midst will be like Samuel, decapitating the wicked king's head against all the little people-pleasing idiots in the land that said, oh, what a merciful king Saul is. He allowed Agag to live. Yay, God gave us the king of mercy. No, that was Satan. You just worship the devil. And most Americans do that today because they worship the devil because they don't know what love is. It's the sword of the sapphire stones, the Ten Commandments of the Ten Weeks, and there is none other. And when it comes down, your reaction 
to that sword, to that word, to that commandment, that ancient law and protocol of the heavenlies, of all the holy angels' rungs, of all the holy angels' spheres, your reaction of receiving it or rejecting it determines if you live at his right as sheep or if you die at his left as goats. Amen. Choose to receive the sapphire sword. Choose to receive the sapphire scepter as it's written, then you will sit with me on my throne and we together will dash all the nations to pottery with a sapphire scepter. Revelation chapter 3. It is written. So first there's a sword, there's a circumcision, then there's an ascension, then there's a development in obedience, learning how to live within the walls of heavenly Jerusalem, which is protocol to the Holy Ghost and His angels while you're on earth, while you're infants in Christ. Otherwise, you'll never even be a two-year-old in Christ unless you begin to obey the Holy Spirit with all your heart and mind and thoughts and intentions constantly and giving them to the Lord to be burned in His fire lest you end up like Sardis where not a single thing you've ever done after being born again pleases Jesus Christ. That's what He said. Not a single thing you've ever done after you were saved. He told an entire city. Now, Sardis was built on shifting shifting rocks. So they were always putting band-aids on this city. You could study it up. Established 1400 BC. So this is to the church of Sardis that built on shifting sand, literally. Okay? Rouse yourselves and keep awake and strengthen and invigorate what remains and is on the point of dying. This is the word of God today for all Christians in the world. For I, in, for I have not found, Jesus Christ read letters here, I have not found a thing that you have done, not a single work of yours, meeting the requirements of my God or perfect in his sight. Guys, this is after the apostles had gone through the church of Sardis, itinerant ministry, right? Book of Acts, for almost a hundred years. In a hundred years, they still hadn't done one thing pleasing to Jesus. Oh, now you could say that's just the Australians. That's just obviously these beady-eyed Canadians up here. No, it's you. It's you. It's the part of you that doesn't agree with the sapphire sword. It never does anything right. And you're trying to fix it. God's trying to cut it. You're trying to fix it. You're trying to justify it. I just can't do it. No, you won't let him cut it out of you because you have no faith. Okay? Faith is trusting like Isaac every day that when the sun dies, the resurrection life will come forth. Abraham sacrificed his son, so to speak, it is written, because he believed in the resurrection. So it requires faith to receive the sapphire word of God that the apostles on sapphire stones bring forth because it will kill everything in you that's not God, which on Malkut of Isaiah is 100%. 100% of your entire existence is not God. The only part of you that's God is called sperm. Okay, that's written in First John. You're born again of the incorruptible sperm of Yadavave that cannot sin. So you have sperm, but it's in gelatin form. It's not even formed. Truth anyhow. 
And so you want to say you're a mature Christian when you got divine sperm in your belly that hasn't even turned into an embryo and that you're stuck in your head judging the ones who took taken the divine embryo into 13, 14 year old angelic form likened unto the archangels themselves in Yadevave Jesus Christ. Right? You realize that's what blasphemy these people are committing? They're attacking the formation of the God sperm genetics that have grown up through obedience to the angel of Shekinah, Mother Jerusalem, the Holy Spirit? Doing that cuts you off from inheriting it. So you go from believing in Jesus to literally murdering his, his development as a new creature in Christ in the more mature ones. So that's why they wail and mourn and beat their breasts because they've killed them, because they killed his genetics growing in the mature ones because they're stuck under the clippeth and their buildings made by human hands or they're just stuck in their own brains and their own dead letter religion, their own written tradition, right? What nullifies the power of the word of God? Jesus Christ, red letters? Your tradition which means individual interpretation of Scripture nullifies the working of the Holy Spirit in your lives and hands you over to demons, and that's why half of you are so psychotic. Truth anyhow, once you submit to the oral tradition of Jesus Christ, the 24 elders, which are the 12 tribes, and the 12 apostles, the foundation of Shekinah, Jerusalem, and you're submitted to that teaching and that preaching at a higher cosmic level that's established in the word 24 elders what 12 names of the 12 tribes 12 names of the 12 apostles of the lamb which is oral tradition of the old testament oral tradition of the new testament which is the culmination of the ages the maturity of the times of god for seventh day realities of the millennium reign of christ truth anyhow and we're sitting there with man's traditions in our brain with individualism encased in dirt and dust and snakes and scorpions and piss and vomit of demons attacking bright ones on the mountain. The bright ones on the mountain are attacking you with divine love with the sapphire sword, with divine love with the sapphire scepter to dash all of the feces of the demons that you've served off your heads and off your hearts so you can beeline to the mountain and start growing the God sperm genetics in your heart to actually mature in the kingdom of heaven and not the kingdom of hell. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's have a short little uh, learning. Uh, let's do a little lesson. Just a mini kindergarten level understanding on how not to murder others. Let's take mm. a look. Let's look at the big sapphire stone charts, not the sapphire world charts, the other one on the left. Yeah. Okay, so we're assuming that you're hearing all these things and you don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to be in the group of people that's attacking and getting attacked by the clippeth and cutting yourself off from inheriting sapphire stones because of murdering apostles and prophets and those rising. We're going to go ahead and assume if you're continuing to watch at this point, you probably don't want to be one of those people, right? So how can you do it practically? Because remember, the enemy comes in the subtle forms. Usually their sneakiness is going to be trying to disguise it as a mitzvah or disguising it as you doing a good thing, right? 
So this is how it works, or you'll think it's just, or you'll think it's right, and maybe there's a, not an understanding on how this works. We've taught a little bit on this, but I think this will be great for your understanding, because if you can recognize it in yourself, then you can start to change that and kind of catch yourself and learn to catch yourself. Wait, I might be doing that right now. And then ask the Holy Spirit, you know, please convict me if I'm doing this. Please let, let my holy angels just kind of catch me if they hear me saying or thinking these things so that I can start taking those steps to begin to change according to the word of God on sapphire stones. So over here, you'll see we've got at least uh, weeks one through seven on the left-hand side. Now let's say you're somewhere down in the world of Isaiah. The sins that are mainly unknown to you, the ones that are known to you are mainly on Malkut. Those are the ones you know you have those sins that you're working on. The ones that you're not really aware of, or you, it might be a little more vague to you what that is, are all those sapphire stones above you. Now it might seem intimidating at first. It's a lot. And there's a couple more weeks, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's three more weeks on top of that you got to deal with of more subtle refinements of things that are not okay by God's standard of living. Amen. Okay. So it might be if you look at there like, oh my gosh, that's all that sin that I have. It's a little overwhelming. So you really need to just focus on what rung you're at on Malkut yeah. one day at a time. Because remember, God's grace is this. Undeserved, unmerited grace comes down through sapphire stones as the blood of Jesus. And when you do your daily mm -hmm. job in the Holy Ghost, right. it's the best day of your life. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the best day. Just obedience to the Holy Spirit is right. the best day of your entire life every day. The worst thing you could do is freak out and bolt somewhere outside of a sapphire uh -huh, stone. Uh -huh. Or just freak out. Like, I can't take the pressure. Steady as she goes, right? It's better for you to be calm mm -hmm. and to be humble and just take it one day at a time. Okay, mm -hmm. what's the Holy Ghost highlights this week in the Bible? Oh my gosh, I'm struggling to be in the Bible. Tell a friend. Tell mm. a warrior friend so they can hold you accountable. Just get, just find someone in your squadron or maybe in your squadron. Just like, hey guys, I'm just going to be honest. Like, I know it's required of every single one of us. Those of you who are, you know, watching. If you're following this in RLM, you're absolutely required 30 minutes minimum yeah. of Bible into the eyes without interruptions. Amen. And so I It'll know. It'll obliterate the bone thrown of Satan in your forehead. I already know not everyone is doing this because I can kind of see it, you know. But so let's just go ahead and start to tidy up those loose ends. And you'll notice a lot of the problems just start to fix themselves when you do what you're supposed to do. But then sometimes we think in our head, oh, maybe it's some other thing I got to mm -hmm. pray and fast. No, you mainly. The word of God is the centerpiece of yeah. all creation. The throne of God is the word of God. So maybe put it on your calendar, set an alarm on your phone. Don't be deceived. Yeah, talk to your squadron and just say, hey, why don't we hold each other accountable? Let's do a challenge or something like that. Something where every day when you wake up and it's a new day, sometime today, I'm going to get 30 minutes in where I can hear, hear it in my ears, whether I'm reading it out loud or watching it on like, you know, Bible spa, where it goes in eyes and ears and the eyes have the to focus. The ears are not enough. Let yep. me tell you that only listen on your earbuds. Ears are not enough. You cannot conquer stuff unless it goes into the eyes. Right. So that's what you're going to focus on. Just start to get the basics. Right. If you're part of the squadrons, we've already given you a detail of your morning prayers. You can pray other things in addition to the morning, but establishing a perimeter. So if you're number one, 
establishing a perimeter daily. And then number two, you're getting a bare minimum 30 minutes of solid, uninterrupted Bible time. Into daily, the eyes daily bread, it is written. So let's just start to get those two points mm -hmm. accurately, daily, consistently. Daily bread. So already I can feel so much peace. Mm. A lot of your problems mm. are going to just take care of themselves and they're going to go away. Just with those two basic instructions. Remember, the temptation is to go out and find some other thing to do <laughs> when we really just got to do what God's already been telling us to do. 90% of the time, that's what it is. So it's just stay calm. Well, what part of the Bible do I... I'd say for all of you... Just hit the New, New Testament. Testament. Hit yeah. the New Testament. Yeah. Amen. Amen. New Testament grace. Okay. Amen. Totally. So now let's talk about this other aspect. This is going to help you out so much. And then you can also use this um, if the angels bring you someone that's kind of around your level to help. Uh, you can, this is always something, once you get this down, you can help others to not murder others. Amen. Mm. So we're gonna spread the non-murdering vibes, <laughs> like non-murder non vibes only. It like, is very they rare. They always attack, attack each other because they're in under the clippeth. So we're looking at the left-hand side there. Uh, way over on the bottom, we talked about Malkut and how there are levels of sin above everyone's head. So when you're in Malkut of Isaiah, it's gonna be a lot of grace. People are gonna say wrong things. It's just gonna be a lot of nefesh activity, a lot of unsanctified rural activity. So. What's important in your brothers and sisters is not so much nitpicking all their faults, right? We're not a fault-finding spirit. But whatever the Holy Spirit has us working on that day, that week, okay, this one's got to go. You got to work on this one thing. That's what you're working on. That means you're probably going to get a brother or a sister, someone from your squadron, maybe an apostle or prophet to, that is going to mention that this needs to go. This has got to... Trying to clip the clip off, right? Oh, yes. It's time to clip that. Prune those Prune. branches. Now is the time because it's it's like a ripe pimple. It's ready to pop, ready to get that demon out of there. Sick of this good fruit. Right. <laughs> I pruned the good fruit, so you have a thousand times more yep. buckwheat. And so don't be surprised, again, like Brandon mentioned, if it seems like your precious best part of you is getting attacked, it means it's probably pruning t time for that thing and understand your you're God in it for... Stuff. Yep, you're in you it protect. for exactly. You're in it for the long haul, right? If you have to prune the joy, oh well, maybe there's some false. I'll prune going. my little drunken glory freedom. Uh -huh. You're yeah. a demon possessed idiot, right? So, or or there could be, you know, black sun sloth. You know, we had really wonderful testimony. One of the brothers at um uh, Brandon's celebration for his birthday the other night. Talk, yeah, we'll come back to that in just a minute. Talking about. Uh, how well he's doing in a job and just being well received and well thought of and, and things like that respected and we kind of talked uh, in the group about the chastisement mm. and so you really you notice that you know around here it's, it seems like rebuke rebuke chastisement correction but then you go out there and you're like wow the fruit people notice the fruit and you're like see it's working <laughs> if you didn't have that you wouldn't be able to shine. So sometimes when it comes to your squadron or family, you're like, man, it's like... I'm still not used you know? to the pruning. You know, I'm yeah. 24 years in the Shekinah, and I'm still not used to it. So don't think that your nefesh gets used to it. You just become a soldier. Mm -hmm. You become a disciple. Amen. Yep. But it's nice. Then you go out and you see the fruit of it. 
you know, in the marketplace or, you know, out wherever you, you're going or the Lord is taking you, people will notice the fruit. It's because of the chastisement, the scourging, the pruning. That's why God puts us through that process. And so that's when you really start to value it is when you start, you know, especially early on, you see other people starting to notice mm -hmm. that you have good fruit and then you know, okay, it's worth it. When the familiars yeah. of your family. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, we're going there. When the familiars of the family familiars begin submitting to your soul because it's ascending the rungs, that's when you start to really have the fear of God behind your eyeballs where you're like, this really is Yadavave, Jesus Christ, inside me because my family ain't treating me with familiars anymore. There's a submission to the divine nature because you're of a different family and you're being separated, but you're still loving them and being around them. Okay? That's the biggest sign and wonder is the separation from the family familiars. Truth in you. All right, let's go back to the, um, the big chart. Yeah. So this is all wonderful. So we have a grid for what's going on now. How are we going to not murder others? Again, God's only having you deal with what he's having you deal with right now. Understand, whenever you see someone that you perceive them to be sinning or wrong, have the discernment by what? Your relationship with the Holy Spirit and your submission to the apostolic in rank and order. That's the only way you're going to have proper discernment. And honestly, if you're just coming out of Black Malkut, you're not really in a place to be correcting others, teaching others. It's best just to pray and release the grace to them. Forgive their sins. Just forgive. And remember... As they go up these sapphire stones, that stuff isn't going to exist in them anymore. So just understand, remind yourself, hey, as they go up, that's going to burn off. As I've you got sacrifice yourself and be less of a mm -hmm. hypocrite, and I'm right. speaking to myself from experience, as you sacrifice yourself and are less of a hypocrite and more obedient to the angel of Shekinah, since God appointed you the priests of the family, they get washed, as it's written, the believing spouse sanctifies the unbelieving. So it's never on anyone else. You rise and watch them get washed because you're called to the priesthood. Amen. Amen. So now here's what we're going to talk about, not murdering the apostles. So this is really precious to the Father. So let's say you're on, <laughs> on Malkut of Isaiah, and you're going to try your best now not to murder others, not to fault find, uh, and just to follow the Holy Spirit. Now, you've got all those worlds of sin stacked on your head. So you guys it's see like, how much we hate the devil? Yeah. You feeling that? Yeah. Good. That's, that's called so, righteousness. Amen. So, as you're on Malkut of Isaiah, you've got all those sins stacked over your head. And that's all good as long as you're making progress. You're changing. You're willing to change. You're making progress. That's what the Father wants to see. But this is where it gets dicey. This is where people get into trouble. When you're down there and you've got all those sins stacked on your head, so you don't really have any room to judge others, right? Because look at how much sin you have, right? Even Holy Spirit-filled believer, how many worlds of sin do you have yet to conquer? I mean, so we got a lot of a lot of humility. We got a long ways to go. As somebody said in the Bible, <laughs> "Judge not, lest you be judged." And that's exactly where we're going with this. Now, let's say you have someone going up like sixth or even seventh week, and they have, through humility, true humility, and self-sacrifice of their own sins gone up through wisdom and understanding and obedience to God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And let's say someone's up there and then someone way down there on Melchior de Messiah looks up to somebody up in the seventh week and says, 
well, that's wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. Blah, blah, blah. You're, oh my, that is so dangerous. I, I, I try to not have anything out there do anything wrong so that I don't incur this upon people because I know sometimes they can't hardly help it. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it's horrifying. Six worlds of sapphire swords come down upon their head, obliterating them. Yeah, and what happens is if you agree with, if you accuse, let's say you accuse me, let's say you find fault with me because I'm in the seventh world, right? And so I've still got worlds of sin above my head. I don't have any room really. The only thing I have room to judge is everyone on every rung below where I'm standing Mm, because it's already been applied to me. So I can apply it to you, understanding what it takes to go through that. I, I, I feel your pain. I know how painful it is to go through that. I so there's sympathy with the true high yeah. priest because they understand. I a know lot. exactly what it costs. I know exactly how much it hurts, and there's nothing you're going to go through on these sapphire stones that I haven't already experienced myself. That Jesus Christ hasn't already experienced Himself, and so there's compassion there. So I understand how bad Malkut of Isaiah sucks to be down there. I get it. It's, it's that's why we yeah. every day our main focus is to help you go up because I know how bad some of those tests are. I understand what perfectly the, harsh towards bad. hell. Yep. So, but so here's the issue: if you look at someone like me who's up there, and then you see because I have sins over, stacked over my head on those worlds I have not conquered yet, and you want to fault find or like, oh man, she said this, or I felt like that was demonic. I felt that was not. Mm. When you start judging. What happens is you step out of the kingdom into the clippeth on the other side and all their demonic clippeth from Satan's throne at the very top and all the way down and under the earth and on the earth, they now have access to you. So what they'll try to do usually is at first try to demonically empower you with demonic anointing to try to murder me with your thoughts, words, and intentions. And then if that doesn't work, then they'll usually just turn on you. Mm-hmm. And start trying to kill you, and you wonder why you're trying to. They're trying to kill you all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. because you came out of the kingdom, because you became a murderer. So what happens if you're pointing out people's sins over their head like that, especially ones higher than you? It's extremely dangerous. Yeah, and it's also so you put yourself in danger from hell and the whole clip. That's what the army of hell is, the army of Satan's. On top of that, you're putting yourself in danger under my angel armies who are there to defend me because if you're attacking me with witchcraft, they might attack you. So then you're in danger of the holy armies of Israel. And on top of that, you're in danger of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this happens so often to Rebecca and I that we've had two attempted murders on the highways this summer Mm -hmm. where cars at 65 miles an hour running right into us and if my angels did not mm-hmm. intervene two different times we would have been killed mm-hmm. so this is all from word curses and witchcraft prayers a lot of them from rua saints mm-hmm. that are their souls are a seat of principalities and they're cursing us in their prayer life and the christians mm-hmm. are attacking us severely and when it crosses that line they need to be terminated that's the ananias and sapphira line where they need to be killed mm-hmm. into eternal hell in Jesus' name. Amen. Right. So some people are really nasty about it. Other people, they do it in ignorance. And they're just, they never been taught right. They just don't know how to act. You're a baby spirit. That's why I want to make this really plain. So if you see one of my faults that comes to the surface or Brandon's faults, because we're human, right? We're not perfect yet. This is the journey, the only way to become perfect. So <coughs> we're pioneering this so that you can go up and be like Jesus. Right. So, as you go up, yeah, as you go up through the worlds, 
And if you happen to notice one of my faults coming to the surface or Brandon's faults or your neighbor's faults, just remind yourself the journey we're on. As they go up, it's gonna get burnt out. And so you can rest in that. It's not like in Black Malkut of Jezebel's Tower in religion where everyone just repeats the same sins again and again and again. Nobody ever really changes. Sometimes it changes, but it's not sustainable. And it's not like that at all. This is permanent, lasting change that changes the character and the very nature of the individual as you go up. So you can rest in that. And it might be a little bit more difficult because on Malkut of Isaiah, you're mainly going on faith because you haven't experienced it as much. Now you go up the mountain, you've got more faith. You remember the battles last year, the year before, the last 10 years of your life, where God's brought you to since then. You know he's working in your life. But as you go cosmic, it increases exponentially. You start to learn, you start to remember the training. Sometimes it's because you studied well. Other times it's because you're starting to get your butt handed to you in combat. And you're like, okay, get back in the sapphire stones. I'm not going to accuse anybody. I've got all those worlds of sin over my head. If it's not something that God's dealing with this week, right now, today, uh, to come out of the vessel, I'm not going to nitpick. I'm going to release grace. I'm going to forgive their sins. I'm going to pray for them to be delivered of that thing. And as you pray, pray in the fear of God that your prayers are not accusatory. Like, I, Lord, how can they do this? You know, you kind of get in the wrong prayer closet, in the clippeth prayer closet. We don't want to be there. It's not a safe place to be. Again, if you're serving them in your prayers and you step out of the kingdom, as soon as they're done trying to use you or tempt you, that's when they turn on you and try to kill you. So stay inside sapphire stones. Don't murder each other. So that's exactly and clearly what that is. When you accuse someone, especially those who are higher on sapphire stones, and fault find and nitpick those things, because you have to understand the father is a rose gardener. Look at it in a garden perspective, not just a sapphire stone perspective. We can come off of here. Imagine the father has a garden and he's into rose gardening. He wants to make this ultimate rose bush and get lots of roses. And he's making his ultimate desire for what he wants to garden in, in the earth and in the heavens. He wants a white rose. He wants lots of white roses. Mm. But it's got to start somewhere. Imagine he's he's taken decades. He wants lots of Enochs. Imagine the father tending to his garden, and then he's got this one rose that he's been working on. It's in uh, beta testing. It's he's been pouring his his effort and, and time, and sending the angels and just getting all the refinements. And he's taken years and years and, and so much you know, trial and error with the rose for it to do well. And it's finally grown up as a white rose. And every precise snip that he cuts is done in perfect love and compassion. Not too much, not too little. And his whole heart is, this is the ultimate thing he wants to bring forth. And then you grab shears and say, well, I think they need to... Mm. Do you think he's going to let you do that? 
Do you think that's gonna go fly for very long? I don't know. It is a dangerous thing to fall into the hands of the Father. Mm. So, these are the white roses that the Father is gardening. It's that precious to him. He's jealous for us. He's jealous for you. But don't think for a moment that that those beautiful, precious things that God is raising up. He's raising up white roses. And if you want to think you can grab the Father's shears and cut, well, this is your character. This is your pointing sin. Out, pointing out the thorns. Well, that I know this is what's wrong with you. Guess what? You just chopped off way too much because you know what? You're not the Father. He might use you, but if it's in that kind of attitude, mm. guess what? You just murdered. You just murdered his favorite thing he's growing. Mm. How do you think he's going to feel about that? Yeah, the, the rose has problems. There's all these problems. But he wants a bunch of white roses. And if you're attacking the main thing he's interested in developing right now, mm. now the father is your enemy. At least for mm. that time, until you put the it's shears true. down. Until you stop attacking his white rose. The Father is now your enemy. That's not Jesus a is your enemy. Me. The Holy Spirit, the angel Shekinah, is your enemy. The Mother Jerusalem. Mother Jerusalem your is your enemy. All the development of that white rose itself. All the itself, angelic princes hate you. All the angelic princes are now your enemy <laughs> until you repent. You can repent. For that time, if you're going at a white rose with shears because you think in your arrogance someone's so much higher than you, you know what they need. Are you serious? The angelic princes only love the worlds, development of the God sperm seed. Worlds that you have not even paid the price to live in. Worlds of sapphire stones you can't even fathom. The refinement in these worlds, you don't even have the capability to have the understanding what the repentance even is. And you think you want to come in and say, well, this is what's wrong with you. The father is your enemy. The son is now your enemy. The angel of Shekinah is your enemy. All the angel princes mm. and the angel-like son of God, that white rose, and all it's the swords that it's received already to go up that high are now going to be upon your head. On top of that, the clippeth is your enemy and you're vulnerable. Yeah. On top of that, all those bewitched Christians praying witchcraft prayer against you from trying to even do this, you're a, you don't have any friends at that moment. You're surrounded on all sides. That's a Judas Iscariot yeah. place to be. It's not going to go well for you. So I advise you, next time, especially people are higher than you on Sapphire Stones, you want to grab the shears because you know best, put the shears down yeah. and just pray for the person to go up on Don't Sapphire Don't even use stones. them on yourself. <laughs> Seriously. Don't. There's angels for that. Your weapons are carnal. His are mm -hmm. spiritual. Enoch was an uncircumcised Gentile. According to the flesh, Enoch was a Gentile. And he was never circumcised in the flesh. But he pleased God. Why? Because he pioneered all the circumcisions of the heart and the mind back to the very throne of God. That's why this is an Enoch generation. You need all the Abraham down to Messiah Jewish stuff too. But you need to understand we go through all of the Abraham to Messiah Jewish stuff because we are the Enoch generation. So it's, that's why Paul says circumcision in the flesh counts for nothing. Why? Because this is Enoch. This is the new covenant and the old covenant perfections. Oral tradition of old, oral tradition of new. And it does require great wisdom to understand it. And you're not going to get it all at first. But you're going to treasure it all at first. Because if there is... 
God's sperm seed inside your spirit. You love the things of God. Like a little child, you can go into this world, this zoo, this garden, this theme park, and just be in awe of Mall of America, in awe of the skyscraper, awe of everything because it's so big and better than you. But as soon as you become the big, better-than-you knowledge adult in that realm, all of the, the, the luster is gone. And that's the awe of God gone from American Christianity. That is the fear of the Lord that doesn't exist in America yet because they become adults in religion. And we need to become children in faith again and return to our first love, which is the God sperm genetics of Jesus Christ, the Word of God. If you read the Bible, First John says that you're born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God that cannot sin. So there's Jesus in you. Now return to Jesus in you. That's returning to your first love. All the stuff on top of that is 10 weeks, 10 worlds. It's all going to be chopped off. So as you develop the new creature in Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 realities, that stuff just gets cut off. But if you develop you like a pagan and a Babylonian, you will automatically go into the bewitchment of the Klippeth and the lake of fire. And you'd be a demoniac as a Christian, a witch, and not a Christian at all, because you're not even developing the God sperm seed of the Word of God. That's why the Word's the centerpiece, because it's you're saved by the God spermed seed of the Word of God that came into your spiritual stomach, mm-hmm. where your spirit is. And if it doesn't come into embryo by feeding it more Torah, yep. everything on top of that is just you, is all abomination. It's all dead works. It's all Sardis thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. So return to your first love and develop his love, which is Jesus. God is love. Jesus, the crucified one. And let him grow in you and and burn you out because that's not the real you anyway. That's the worldly you. That's the old Adamic, the old Eve you is the one that gets circumcised off as Jesus Christ grows up in your spirit, man. So you make room for the glory. Amen. Amen. A lot of people, they've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. They've got a Ruah soul, but they don't differentiate between their Ruah soul that reflects the Ruah Kakadesh, the Holy Spirit, and Him. So there has to be a dividing of spirit and soul, the Word of God. Word of God into the eyes, into the ears. That's going to help you differentiate between what's my Ruah soul, my spirit, and the Ruah Kakadesh, the Holy Spirit. Because you're meant to be a reflection of him. But if you've got this identity crisis going on, Mm -hmm. and you think you're God, and you think he's Satan, and you think Satan is God, you know, all those things that that we see going on in the church age, you know, right on the cusp here as we're coming into the kingdom age, that stuff needs cleaned up. And so there cannot be any idolatry of your own ruach. Right, you live a nefesh life, your nefesh life has been good or bad, or whatever it was, and then now you're a spiritual person, right? You know, I'm a spiritual soul now. You know, I've got a ruah, you know. Uh-huh. I can pray in tongues, I can move mountains. It's like I have a better faith, you. you. Know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> now it's a seat for demons. Right. So what happens is when people get really, you know, they're in, instead of enthusing about the glory of God, they're enthused about their own Ruah soul and just wrapped up in it. So what happens? So what are the worst um, what are the worst demonization cases? Biggest idolaters we, in the world. Like if you look at Pigs in the Parlor or Deliverance Ministries, 
Some of the worst cases of demon possession that take the most time are the ones that need to be unraveled from the personality mm -hmm. and the identity. Usually they talk about, you know, schizophrenia. It's those the storm clouds that come together like this. You have to, a little bit at a time, kind of unravel that, pull them apart, deal with it. And it takes time mm -hmm. and effort and intention and consistency, right? Some of you, you just need to get more consistent. You've got the tools. It will unravel. Yeah, it yeah. will. And do you believe, way. do you believe in the Torah of Oz, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. do, the Oz of the Torah is strength, right? It's a Hebrew mm -hmm. word, Oz. We're kind of making jokes about, yeah. you know, the wizard of Oz. The rabbi of Oz. Yep. So, but Oz means strength. Do you believe in the strength of Torah to set you free? Not a dead letter that kills, but the living being of God himself, the word who was made flesh, his strength. That So when you go to the Bible to put it in your eyes and ears, at the Apostolic Commandment, 30 minutes a day minimum uninterrupted, which means, yes, you can have your beverage or whatever next to you, your non-alcoholic beverage, maybe a nice glass of delicious, healthy yeah, you water. You can even be a rabbi and drink alcohol. Yep. Where it's like, well, Christians have the right to drink wine because of Timothy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 50% of born-again Christians are huh? casual alcoholics, according to David Wilkerson, Sipping Saints book. 50% of born-again Christians are alcoholics. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. And what does the apostle say? The devil is a liar. Amen. Amen. So when you're going into that Taurus study and you're dealing with the demonic, the unraveling of those more difficult situations are going to come with persistence, with consistency. You're going to the Torah study and your Bible study with enthusiasm. You're not worrying or fearing about what could or could not happen. You're simply asking the Holy Spirit who lives within you to help you to put the word in your spirit and make the cuts where it needs to make the cuts, okay? So, the issue with Ruach-filled believers, Ruach HaKadosh-filled believers who have a Ruach, is the identity and the ego get wrapped up in their own Ruach. Mm -hmm. That's an even more difficult case sometimes than yeah. even schizophrenia, and it tends to have similar effects as schizophrenia and can lead to that demon possession Definitely. quite easily because... You see that double-sided, mm -hmm. that double-minded schizophrenic thing happening in religion often is because schizophrenia happens when you have your identity and your personality or your ego intertwined with the de with the demonic. And it can be layers and layers. And you so, know, we've dealt with dozens of people like this, and they're like mm -hmm. the special forces of Satan's army. Mm -hmm. The really? Ruah souls with uh, enthroning demons in their mm -hmm. Ruah. So what happens is... Someone might live a Nefesh life and their whole identity is in their Nefesh. I'm Scottish. I'm, you know, Norwegian. You know, Norwegian Nefesh is the best. That's what I am. It's the best. Oh, I'm Australian. American, you know. Or, I like these hobbies. This is my Nefesh. I like these kinds of foods. I wear this kind of clothing. Right, we talked about the Sims life. It's all the different little bubbles of the different types of Sims that you'll come across in life. It's just Nefesh. So the identity and the ego are wrapped up in nefesh. Now, when someone gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's an amazing opportunity to be set free. 
But if all you do with that opportunity is misuse that grace and your identity and your ego or your personality, your whole personality is wrapped up in your own ego and not in Christ, not identity in Christ. I identify as Christ. Like all I know is him and him crucified. It's me and my Ruah. We suffered so much crucified. You know, it's like that whole identity and it's wrapped up in the Ruah. So when God comes to crush the ego, the Ruah feels crushed because it's all wrapped up together because that's all that's been available in the church age. And so, and that's not the only thing that's been available. It's been available to have your identity in Christ. But where is the teaching then? Where's the sapphire stone circumcision? As long as your ruah is not circumcised, how do you circumcise your, your full ruah? All four layers go through Yetzirah. Go through all the world of Isaiah and Yetzirah, and you'll have a fully circumcised ruah. And that's where it's Amen. a clean divide between you, separation between you and the Holy Ghost. It has to be that separation and cleansing before there can be unity and perfect reflection. The, so that's when the it's ruah and absolute of Yetzirah really shines. I mean, it's it's still a lower soul, but mm -hmm. you really see the pinnacle yep. of what the ruah is in absolute of Yetzirah. Yep. And that was one of the most enjoyable times of my entire Christian life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is what the ruah is supposed to be, you know. Yeah. So I want to encourage you: if your identity and ego has been wrapped up in your ruah soul as a spiritual person. And you thought that was the Holy Spirit. It might take time and consistency. It's literally like going, go through pigs in the parlor and the part where they talk about schizophrenia and undoing that. It's very similar. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of you reached out and said when we watched that together on Joel's bar, you found it every, almost everyone found it extremely relatable. And that was everyone who's been baptized in the Holy Spirit and has a raw soul. So I know you're not alone in dealing with that. It's very common, and a lot of people are dealing with it, and just some of them, they're not aware of what the issue is. So, If you can receive yeah. the 24 elders of Mother Jerusalem's Sapphire Scepter, and Sapphire Blood of the Lamb, Sapphire Flesh of the Lamb, and Sapphire Sword of the Eldership of the Ten Sapphire Stone World Commandments, which is fourth day, if you can receive that, it will obliterate every blockage in your life. The fastest way is to receive the judgment that the apostles have already received. But clearly a lot of people harden their hearts and just don't listen to us and don't take it seriously and don't embrace the impartation of the Shekinah judgment white throne that's inside every word. The worst case scenario is like after uh, a session like this that's pure sapphire government, people come up and ask for prayer. We just had two hours of sapphire sword and sapphire scepter, sapphire flesh and sapphire blood of Jesus Christ. If you didn't let that in your heart, there ain't anything in existence in heaven to help you. You're looking for witchcraft. You're not even interested in Jesus yet. So you have to understand salvation's in the word. And the greater the Shekinah in the word the more impartation, the more deliverance possible mm -hmm. according to the rung of the prophet and apostle. And so if you, the higher the word you can receive, the correction that we're bringing towards you tonight, mm -hmm. it is all for your cleansing and it's all mm -hmm. for your judgment to have all the clippeth and all the sin, min mineral, plant, animal, and human judged mm -hmm. out of you to come inside the gates mm -hmm. of heavenly Jerusalem. It's true mm -hmm. love. Amen. 
Can we look at the map that shows all four layers of Yetzira individually? I think it's the big one. Is it the big one? And this is also how you can discern um, false maturity and true maturity. Obviously, maturity is growing up on sapphire stones. It's climbing the ladder of holiness, the ladder of maturity. The higher up you go, the more mature you are. The lower you are on the rungs, the less mature you are. It has nothing to do with humanistic age. Now, if someone has 50 years of business, business experience, they have a very mature nefesh. That's not the maturity of Jesus Christ. That's animal maturity. Truth in here. Yeah. So a lot of times what people value, the suit and the tie or the trendy hipster preacher, you know, with they have the organized, nice, you know. Grim, nefesh, garbage. Yeah. They look a certain way, sound a certain way. You know, they hired a, a graphic designer to do all kinds of things to make it look like the best in Babylon the Great. Uh, and so it's just, it's not real maturity. Now, when someone gets a Ruah and they've been in their Ruah for 40 years, yeah. how do you know if it's real maturity? Because this is the one that deceives most the same spirit in the Ruah. filled believers. Yeah, so the same thing that you experienced in the Nefesh, you learned when you got a Ruah, it's the same thing with the Ruah. People get wrapped up in the ego and identity. Now, what is the Ruah? The Ruah is your eagle nature. That's the prophetic. Eagle, not evil. Eagle. Eagle, yeah. Not beagle. Not beagle. <laughs> and not an evil beagle. <laughs> not an evil eagle. Not an evil beagle. A brown eagle. <laughs> not Maybe a, a gold eagle. <laughs> so, the maturity of the eagle is it can grow. Now, true maturity is circumcision on sapphire stones. How many of you know someone can grow older but not necessarily wiser. We've seen that, right? They didn't grow up, they Have just got big. That? They didn't, they didn't. <laughs> so what are these rungs here? Ruah, so anyone can have a Ruah soul if they're baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, you then receive that layer of Ruah that has the potential ability to reflect the Ruach HaKadosh perfectly, but only if it gets circumcised, right? Because well, I felt like I was born again when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, when a baby is born, what do they do? On the eighth day, they circumcise it. There's a cutting of the umbilical cord, and then there's a circumcision that happens. And for a male baby, which represents the spirit, that's your ruah that represents, there's an aspect of the male there. Okay, so ruah, your ruah can grow older, and the, the problem is, is the older your ruah gets, without actually going up on sapphire stones and circumcising, that's when you get mean old eagles. Mm. Just pecking at everybody. This is the prophetic! Ow! 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 It hurts! Just pecked my eyeball out, you know? That's what happens. Uh, and, it, and to more or less, some people, they exercise restraint because they have some mountain levels on, on Malkut. So the higher up on the mountain, as long as they're making progress, they're probably going to be maybe more kind, or even if they're intense, you know, the apostolic eagles, they're going to have more genuine compassion. They're going to have more uh, genuine authority and maybe even less severity. Religious. Yep. So, so the higher up the mountain, you'll notice the better quality. But here's the problem. The older that eagle gets hmm. without going up and getting circumcised, the worse it usually gets because yeah. the Ruah layers, you're meant to get circumcised as you go, as you grow. You're supposed to be born in Zion, 
born, you know, and then go up as you grow. That's how it's supposed to it's be. It's like the eagle molting. <laughs> yeah. The eagle needs to molt. Yeah. So the first layer there, you see you have one, two, let's see, one, two, three, four layers of ruah. So at the bottom, that's supposed to be baby eagle. So by the time like you're in Nefesh and then you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you should be going up through Asaya and then your baby eagle life, maturing your baby eagle nature should be Asaya of Yetzirah. And then after that, it's brown eagle, right? Yeah. Eating snakes. Yetzirah of Yetzirah. Ruah. And Paul says after three years to the Corinthians, some of you should be teachers mm -hmm. by now, which literally says in scripture, in three years, you can get your Yachita through all 10 weeks. So, and then, so you have baby eagle and Nesaya of Yetzirah. Yetzirah of Yetzirah is brown eagle. That should be your brown eagle years of, you know, or times, days, however, seasons it takes for you to do that. And then it's golden eagle that represents Berea of Yetzirah. And then white eagle is absolute of Yetzirah. So that's the refinement of the white eagle nature. And then when you get to the world of Berea, that's essentially, you know, like the dove or the pigeon. The bar mitzvah. The yona, the yeah, bar mitzvah. That's only at Berea are you considered a man or woman of God. Before that, you're a child, a technon. Mm -hmm. yep. At Berea, you get the true bar mitzvah, bath mitzvah of God the mm -hmm. Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then you're a man or woman of Yarevave. Amen. And that's when you transition from eagle to dove. Amen. Amen. And we wash our pigeons. <laughs> I saw the upstairs. I posted on Facebook right before this. I was, I, it's been upstairs. I don't know how long, but I think I only saw it for the first time today. That picture, there's a, there's a little um, storybook, um, picture book. It says, the pigeon needs a bath. And there's a dirty pigeon there saying like, I do not. <laughs> I was like, that is kind of how it is with the neshama. You got to keep the neshama clean mm -hmm. with the word of God. I do not a little, a little angry, a little dirty pigeon. Like, I don't need a bath. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know, we just cleaned up after the pigeons outside. Go and wash. What is the, uh, then the pigeons outside, they made a mess on the window. Fragrance is not enough for you. <laughs> you need to also bathe. What did the pigeons do to the windows? You just cleaned the windows the other day from the pigeons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love my pigeons. Mm -hmm. But they made a little mess, and we had to clean up a little bit. Um, you got to wash the windows every month. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun. I love doing it. Yeah, they're great. They're really wonderful. But I, I just, I had never seen that. I've never noticed that book like I did today. I was like, the pigeon needs a bath. Like, you got to keep the, when you get a neshama, and you can save this for your notes for later, you got to keep the neshama washed. Amen. So I'm going to use this little storybook from now on to remind myself, yeah. my pigeon needs a bath. <laughs> Somebody type in the comments, she's preaching to me. She's, she's preaching to me. To She's preaching to me. <laughs> <laughs> gotta wash my, pi Glory, my pigeon. Yep. Love, love for all the animals, right? I gotta love wash them. my ruah. Love the eagles. They're so special. Eagles are awesome. Eagles are cool. I love the whole earth, don't you guys? Yeah. It's just it, the earth is awesome, and new earth mm -hmm. is coming forth as you ascend sapphire stones. Mm -hmm. God's got awesome plans for all of you. <laughs> I love this picture. You have to check it out on Facebook. I think I just shared it on my wall, and it's 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 so fun. And the chaya needs, I think the chaya needs polished every day. And the pigeon needs a bath. Well, the bath just got cleaned. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. The clean cleaning the bathrooms. Yeah, uh, Sister Marilyn came over and she sanitized the bathtub, so yeah. I'm gonna go wash my pigeon. Hey, <laughs> I gotta wa- see you later, guys. I gotta go wash my pigeons at the bathtub. And some of you just need to get some sunshine and fresh air. Yeah. Because you're all cooped up in a pigeon coop. Yeah. A pigeon in a pigeon coop is an unhappy, angry pigeon. It needs to fly. Angry and get free industries. and go up into mm-hmm. the sun and go into the light and get some fresh air. Oh, then yeah. the pigeon is happy. But it's mm-hmm. the same with all of you believers. Eagles. If you're not getting yeah. fresh air and sunlight, you're going to have darkness in you just from not getting out of the house. Yep. It, you can't just be cooped up all the time. Yep. Go for a walk. Get some fresh mm-hmm. air. Get some sunlight. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, that's an order. Amen. Amen. Yeah. You need to. Go for a scooter ride. A lot of times the demon just gets burned out just by getting some sunlight. Oh, yeah, and I want to point out the Apostle Brandon, he mentioned this should be separate from walking the dog because it shouldn't be something where you're just staring at your cell phone and then picking up Dookie, okay? Fresh air, sunshine. Go Go with with a walk with uh, Mother Jerusalem, with the angel of Shekinah, Mm -hmm. and address the Holy Spirit in a cosmic way Mm -hmm. like your elders do. So that you have a reverence there and there's an awe there. Like, I've never known you that well before. Mm-hmm. So now when you do this activity, there's a fear and awe in walking with the angel of Shekinah. And she will just radiate through your foreheads. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It'll be really fun. Get some good, maybe go Yahweh of hosts new. is her name. Amen. Glory. I think that that's good. So we are raising support for Florida. And we have not yet raised enough to even rent a place for three months. So we need to raise enough to even rent a place for six months. And so let that support come in for RLM Florida. It's important we punch a hole Mm -hmm. over Florida this winter. And so I just pray in the name of Jesus Christ that God would speak to our businessmen and businesswomen, all of our people in the marketplace, that they may increase greatly in the marketplace to finance the works of the end-time apostles and Red Letter Ministries in Jesus' name. Uh, So this work will continue. We're just going to continue to expand throughout cities and nations. The next step is Florida. So in order to accomplish this next step of the apostolic commandments we've received from God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ, we need to be stationed in the state of, of Florida for six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we need to raise the support to rent because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the signs and wonders are just getting ridiculous yeah. at this point. We're talking like, I'm going to need to use maybe my other hand. We have a facility counting on my that is so perfect for mm-hmm. a television broadcasting. It's an old church that's been converted mm-hmm. and it's on the market right now for $6 million. And we realize we don't have the kind of support and businessmen mm-hmm. and partners yet Not to yet. afford that. And a lot of you wish you could give that much and you just don't have it. But as things grow, if you support it step by step, it will grow mm-hmm. into that. And it will glorify your cities. It will glorify mm-hmm. your states. This is the real deal of Sapphire Stone mm-hmm. government of the end times. This is how we raise the standard. Mm-hmm. This is how we begin as saints to win at every level of society and to bind those seven mountains of the watchers mm-hmm. that are awaiting gloom and judgment according to Jude. This is mm-hmm. the teaching that gets it done in the last generation of apostles. After us, you'll never have apostles again. It's true. Mm-hmm. This is the last generation of apostles and prophets. After this, it'll just be royalty of the sapphire stones. It'll just be royalty of the kingdom 
of kings and priests forever. So let's get it done. Let's not delay. Let's raise the support. Let's raise 45000 for Florida. Let's do it. And let's raise $6 million for a broadcasting center in Florida in the name of Jesus. Ask your angels how you can become a supporter. Ask the Holy Spirit as you walk and get fresh air and sunlight. Man, those are big figures. That's a small, tiny, minuscule vision of the big vision. That's the tiniest step forward this ministry has right now. And so ask the Holy Spirit of God, what can I do to support Mm -hmm. the apostolic vision for the harvest of the 60 million faithful frontline soldiers of Joel's army for the greater harvest afterwards of the prophesied 1 billion youth of Bob Jones? And we will bring it in, guys. These are the works of the Holy Spirit, the acts of the apostles in 2023 that bring forth the global harvest of sapphire stones in jesus name amen Amen. click the links in the description bless you as you give we'll see you tomorrow Glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, and the glory, glorious days. Glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days, glorious days in the glory from glory to glory. Glorious days and the glory.
parade from glory to glow glorious days and the glory a great lifting up Lifting up in the glory, a great lifting up in the glory, a great.
You yield to laughter like you yield to speaking in tongues. Ha, ha, ho, 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 ho